All right, I clicked record. And I got to come over here. I'm not even ready. And... The straight face that you kept that whole time was incredible. I think you were in the zone and weren't really paying attention to what's going on, but that was uh, Barefoot Becky. And I was going to say, was that Ivan a Carl Gerbschmidt original? Well, that was, that's not Carl Gerbschmidt. That's Barefoot Becky and the Ivanhoe Dutchman, Josh. I will ask you to pay respect to where their respect is deserved. That is, that's some beautiful stuff you got there. I'm sure you could hear it at a wedding and a senior living home. Maybe a folk concert. Well, we don't go to those. We don't We don't like to associate with folk here at the Hood Pod. I guess that's true. We're too hood for that. That's true. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I am one of the lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. I am joined by our other lovely hostess, Joshua Mitchell. Joshua, say hi to the folks. Hi, folks. <laughs> I like how you, you... We do the same thing almost every time, and as soon as I start talking, you take possibly the biggest mouthful of cheddar popcorn anyone's White ever taken. cheddar. That's okay. Well, <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, we have an email address, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. If you ever want to reach out to the show, just like our good friend Brian Knup has done the most consistently out of anyone. Uh, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash hood pod. I tend to post there before all the shows and after all the shows are live. So feel free to hit us up there with messages or comments on our posts or whatever you got. Uh, a new way to engage with the show, we have uh, launched ourselves on Anchor. So Anchor is a podcasting host, kind of like we have already have our podcast hosted. So we're not going to host our podcast there because I don't think Anchor is going to you know, be around for a long time. But we are distributed on there, and you can leave us voice messages on Anchor. We already have one today, um, so we'll play that later. But just know you can go to anchor.fm slash hoodpod, and you can leave us voice messages that way. Or download the Anchor app. Just look us up, Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix, and you can leave us voicemails through the app on your phone as well um, we have our segment start times down in the description below so if you want to skip around and listen to certain segments totally understandable and then levi Oki, thank you so much for that beautiful illustration everyone can currently see levi Oki <laughs> illustration on instagram is his handle josh how's it going good i guess I showed you the video of my chisel. That thing cuts. That's you do have a chisel. What inspired you to get new chisels? Well, my old ones were bent, bruised, and broken. I spent ten dollars for four, so I decided maybe I'd splurge a little bit, get myself a decent pair from the Czech Republic. Twenty bucks for four? What are we talking here? Forty. Forty bucks for four? And that's still a cheap, cheap set. Josh. Yep. And then I got myself a Japanese whetstone. The instructions are written in japanese do you know how to speak japanese no but i know how to use a whetstone so i soaked it in water then i said good job buddy 
and then I ran my chisel across it a couple times until it got to the point where it could just slice paper. You know, that good job, buddy, is uh, underrated. You know, the, the chisels really need that moral support to be able to get through the day. So, you know, I think... Uh... I think you know what you're doing, and you, you're going to be a great father someday yeah. if Kai is any indication, you know. So, yeah, good job, buddy. <laughs> um, do you just want to get right into the hot takes? No, I want to ask you how your day is. How's it going? That might be the most aggressive how's it going of all time. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, could be better, could be worse. Can't complain. Got the greatest roommate in the world, so, I mean, I got that going for me. Where? Ranch, that is correct. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing's new in my world since last week. So Fortnite season two is out, or Fortnite chapter two is out. So I, I spent last night doing that. Other than that, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy is going on. Sounds fun. All right, now we can move on. All right, Josh, you're you're going to allow us to move on. Are you sure? Someday. All right. Well. And that day is today. All right. Well, let's move right into the hot takes, Josh. I'll just jump right in. You know, this year. I like the Jets. The Jets are currently one in four. Of course, Sam Darnold missed the last four weeks with mono, and they lost week one against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it was, I think, it was like seventeen sixteen. So one point loss there. Despite the fact that the Jets are one and four, I like them to go potentially nine and seven and be a fringe playoff team this year. So that's my hot take: is that the uh, Jets are going to turn it around, potentially go nine and seven, maybe better, uh, and make the playoffs, maybe in the six seed. My hot take for this week, I started typing it and it wasn't necessarily a hot take up front because I said that the Rams are going to suffer from Super Bowl hangover and not, or, and miss the playoffs. Yep. And I added to it and I said, but they're going to finish last in the division. La- they're going to finish behind the Cardinals, Josh. Cardinals are two, three, and one. Rams are three and three. I mean, I guess that's a, that's a spicy meatball right there, Josh. Last that is, I mean, that's, that's true to the spirit of the segment. That is a hot take. I like that. That is a hot take. That's, yeah. Uh, Don't judge. I, I just, I just, I guess I didn't read it because you just typed it in right before the show, but even still, just hearing you say it caught that me just goes to show bit. how much thought I put into it, waiting what? all the way up until this last moment to type it in. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's been sitting in your mind all week, and you're like, oh, it's going to be a good one. I know it's going to be a good one, and then you're like, all right, it's time. Absolutely. All right, um, so that's our hot takes. We'll move right on. So we don't really have a good segment name. So this used to be the part in the show where we would talk about news. Now it's kind of moved on to, I do have a couple news bullets in there just because it's cool stuff. But then we also talked about doing fan interaction. And I know that I have a a podcast with potentially, mm, realistically, 8 to 12 listeners. We're not going to get fan interaction each and every week. So uh, we can do, I can come up with discussion questions each week. Um, But anyway, so we're moving on to that segment of news news slash fan interaction slash discussion questions um first news item josh i'm sure everyone was glued to their tvs and computers for this the xfl drafted yesterday and today did you watch the the excitement i was there you were at the where you drafted yeah which team do you play for can you name any of the xfl teams the duluth eskimo that's it that's (laughs) the duluth eskimo nerds was that one word or eskimo nerds it was all one word. Eskimo nerds? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. So Josh officially plays for the Duluth Eskimo nerds in the XFL, everybody. Yep. Right, what what position do you play? All of them. Sick, dude. You're not you're not going back to the fullback like in college? Nope. 
All right. Um, so the XFL had their draft. I think that's just think that's cool. They're going to kick off here after the NFL season. So I'll probably tune in just out of football withdrawal. Um, the Rams were busy yesterday. They had like a total of three trades. Marcus, Peter went, Marcus Peters went to Baltimore. Jalen Ramsey now a Ram. Um, so that's pretty much the happenings around the league that are of note. Um, we also have received an email. So we'll pull that up right now. And I'm almost 100% prepared, maybe 95% prepared for that. You've got mail. We got an email from as I as I I for a little foreshadowing. Josh Brian Knup has emailed us the most consistently. He sent us an email this week. He says, "Hey guys, love the grum. I think it's we're not t- common. <laughs> I think it is time to give a shout out to the Gophers. Six and zero for only the second time in my life. And let's just say Brian is no. seasoned. Are you just saying no? What are you saying no to? I'm not going to shout out to this team." Oh, okay. Well, he said, Gar, nice pick of Cousins for stud. Only halftime now, so he could go backwards, but looks good. Yep, I saw that email and I laughed and I was like, I really hope he does because how much of a collapse would it be to lose points to become a dud? Because wasn't he projected like 12? He was projected like 13, yeah. Yeah, yep. and he ended up, I think he had like 25 at a half or something. Yeah, so Brian, Brian, very brave, emailing us 1.50 p.m. Sunday, right, right, like he said, halftime of the Vikings game, so... Yeah, yeah, I just it's not that it it's a Viking. I would have loved to see any quarterback drop that many points in a half. <laughs> just how many fumbles or interceptions would that be? Uh Jameis Winston. Hey, Jameis Winston in one of my leagues, despite having almost seven turnovers, actually five, he ended up having like seventeen fantasy points still. Which I think is a testament to what Bruce Arians has going on over there. But yeah, still, I know what you're saying. Um, so yeah, I get do you know anything about college football, Josh? No, I was just joking. I mean, we can give him a shout out. Go Gophers, Skyu Ma. You know the works. R- roll the boat. Roll the boat. Um, yeah, they're six and zero, but first three were non-conference play. Um, those guys are essentially just the warm-up games, like they call them in uh, in the longest yard. Sorry, I had to swallow my bite. <laughs> um, and then uh, they played a depleted Nebraska team missing their starting quarterback and yeah they they kind of blew them out of the water but and they're playing rutgers this week so they have a solid chance of being eight no and then we'll get to talking but they find a way to shoot themselves in the foot at some point well right so there's so there's six and oh and then they play rutgers which i think they're like 29 point favorites so yeah wouldn't that be magical to lose um so that'd be (laughs) seven and oh and then i think they play penn state the weekend the next weekend so penn state has the potential to be eight no so if we beat penn state then we'll be up there but, uh, yeah, I don't really know much about college football. I intentionally don't follow it just because, I don't know, the only thing I really follow is the NFL. I, I don't, I'm not interested in baseball, hockey, soccer, um, basketball. So, I don't know. But We're yeah. talking sports here. You didn't have to bring up soccer. <laughs> Shout out to the Gophers, though. 6-0 is good. Going to be almost guaranteed to be 7-0 after this weekend. I'm sure I just jinxed it for the Gophers. But, I mean, we'll see. P.J. Fleck has been talking a big talk, so we'll see if he uh, has finally put it together the way he wants. Who knows? But uh, it's looking good. And then, you know, of course, he gave me credit for picking Cousins as a stud. And I'm a stud myself, so a stud recognizes other studs. Yaw. So that's the way she goes. Uh, but that was not our only uh, interaction this week. You've got voicemail. We also got a, uh, a lovely call-in, a first-ever call-in from, uh, well, actually, I'll just play it. We'll just play it, and we'll discuss it after after we play it. What's up, boys? Uh, it's, your, it's your boy, JBZ. Um, I will make this, I'll try to make this quick. Uh, so for a lock, I'm going to do lock and upsets here real quick. Um, for a lock, I'm going to give easy one San Francisco over Washington. I think it's too easy. 
Um, ten negative ten uh, favored there from San Francisco. Easy choice. Um, upset's been a little tougher. I wanted to say New Orleans over uh, Chicago as my upset. Um, negative three there from Chicago. I just Teddy was held off a bit um, this last week, uh, but Teddy Train held it down for him. Um, but I'm worried about Chicago after the uh, bye. I think they're going to come out hot. Their defense is going to be good. Um, they've been a little shaky before that. So for that reason, I'm going to go with uh, Philly over Dallas. Um, per my conversation with Garlic, I think Dallas is headed downhill really fast. Um, and hopefully Deshaun Jackson comes back on uh, this next week. So, um, yeah, that's what I got. Have a good week, boys. That was... Your boy JBZ. As I don't, I've never called him that. Have ooh, I shot it? Have you ever called him JBZ? Maybe. Okay. Well, that was the JBZ. Um, so, no, I mean, nothing really to discuss there. I mean, we talked about locks and upsets later. Um, you know, San Fran over Washington. I think that's mine as well. And I, I guess I don't know how you would feel about it, Josh. Do you think, since it's not his pick, we can discuss it just briefly. Do you think New Orleans could upset Chicago this week? Anything's possible if you believe. Thank, thank you for that, Doctor Science, aka. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, I think it is possible. Kamara might not play, which makes it a little bit tougher. Um, but if they're they're in Chicago, so it, it's definitely going to be rough. I don't know. Is Trubisky back? I honestly don't know. I don't know if oh, Trubisky's good. back. We're good not. at paying attention to things. Well, I mean, um, either are they are they that different, Chase Daniel or Trubisky? Trubisky has can run. That's about it. But I would say I think they have a good chance of upsetting them. Um, I do like his pick of. Um, Philly over Dallas, though, because Dallas is. Yeah, we'll get into it. Le- Jesus, I'm a mess over here. But yeah, we'll get into it later. But Doug Peterson came out and guaranteed a win this weekend. So he stepped back on it. He no. said he has confidence in his boys. Doesn't matter, Josh. He said it, and the media machine got spinning. And that includes us these days, believe it or not. So your media? Well, Lowercase everything. <laughs> I would say lowercase M on the media, but yes. Um, so thank you, JBZ, for calling in. Don't forget anchor.com or no, anchor.fm slash hoodpod or download the Anchor app and look us up that way. Uh, appreciate that, Jordan. Hopefully we'll get more vis- voicemails week in, week out. Um, so, Josh, I know I've been talking about shortening up the pod the last couple weeks, but ultimately I thought about it. No one else has really complained. Um, of the people who still listen, I think Nate liked him shorter, Derek liked him shorter, but I don't think they listen. So unless until someone complains about us being too long, I think um, we're too long. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, you want the podcast to be like five minutes. Are we done yet? I mean, we're at fourteen minutes right now. All right, no, I mean, I, yeah, I don't care. We've it, it's. I think they thought it would be too long if we sat here and read through all the scores for our outcomes. So. That's that's different than what we do nowadays. So well, so the reason I bring it up is so I, I wrote down a couple of things we could discuss if you wanted to. But I, again, if we're in the spirit of just kind of moving along and getting through the pod and potentially under an hour, you know, we could skip them, come back to them another time. But I have two things written down. One would be now. One would be later. Do you are you interested in discussion questions or sure? All right, Josh. Well, we were going to get into it at the Packers matchup. We'll just kill slay the beast now. And it's not just the Packers game, but how do we feel? about the refs in the nfl everyone's talking about it how do like we on feel a grading scale well, you, want me to you, give can, them... you can grade them if you want all right just... so out of, on the josh mitchell patented 47 point grade scale um i give them a 62.37 out of 47 yep okay and what does that equate to um in american terms that is piss poor american terms uh, what 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 is that scale natively in um kaya <laughs> that's the kayak grading system yep yep 
So, no, I I mean, I've complained about it, I think, for the last three games that the, I've watched for the Packers. They're not good. Um, I think that this last one that they had um, with Green Bay and Detroit, I think that was the closest and as far as fair goes. Um, they they were compl- – I can't even keep a straight face when I'm talking about it. <laughs> that was garbage. I was going to see if you are going to break, and you did. <laughs> no, there's there's been some trash calls. Um, I know that well, there was some – Well, co- trash is patented by Dave Siles and the court and Alex Williams. Just be careful using, you know, other other podcast terms. Sorry. Anyways, continue. They're trash. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I mean, I think there was a questionable call in the KC game. Um, there were the two, I mean, week two with the bears and Denver, there was the, the roughing the passer call that set him up for the field goal and then the time expiring, but didn't expire. Um, so there's, I mean, it's been extremely questionable. Um, the, the PI I'll bring up the green Bay ones with the PI, um, with against Philly where the guy was mugged before the ball got to him. Um, twice and then obviously with this last week what's fresh on everybody's mind is the uh the phantom hands to the face calls even though i sent you the video of the one that was actually hands to the face even i and i did say i wouldn't have called it because it was his hand was there for maybe a fraction of a second and it was the one moment that that ref didn't blink yeah and i think in that same video if you really want to if you i don't know if it's in that specific packers video or not but if you look it back at the beginning of the play before they kind of you know uh grapple up bakhtiari is swatting at him and bakhtiari hits the other dude's face mask so if anything it'd be offsetting but you know we discord <laughs> that's true anyways um so you know we could rag on the refs all we want um refing i will it will uh you know preface this by saying refing in the nfl is a thankless job they are part-timers they get paid peanuts from what i hear what um are they high quality peanuts like the kind you can get at uh, planters there this is high quality shit okay. planters okay. peanuts okay. yeah um but so yeah they they're not appreciated i was listening to the pat mcafee show today and Pereira was on there and Pereira was saying yeah well i mean pat mcafee if you've been listening to if you ever listened to him he's been talking all week about how um all the good refs are getting poached by all the broadcast networks to get paid way more money to do way less work and just sit in a cushy whatever um sit in a cushy office or booth setting to do uh the job they were already doing which you know is neither here nor there but it's a thankless job none of them are full-time they have to do other things throughout the season and even during the season um since they only work you know one day a week um so one one thing that was proposed over this last off season was the sky judge josh essentially would be a referee that sits in the booth and can call down and be like hey you guys fuck that one up we need to reverse that or we we need to throw a flag here do you think that is a solution absolutely not okay that i mean they talked a little bit about this on kfan as well um and and everything that they were saying made sense because on the field it's subjective to whatever the the ref sees same thing happens up in the sky they can't watch all 22 they're they're gonna see some things they're gonna miss some things and then they're gonna get ripped as well because everybody up there is gonna have you know if there's biases they're gonna have a bias in it um and it's the same thing it's just a pie right okay so you don't like the sky judge um so then i guess what 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 could someone do to fix the refing issue i think that really the only thing would be full-time refs okay and that's not even going to fix it because you still have humans doing human things which is making mistakes so i don't think that uh i don't think that it'll ever be fixed but i would like to see um like you said refs that aren't part-time 
doing a thankless job. They have full time with benefits and things like that because then they might have a little bit more incentive to take it serious instead of tossing tossing the cheddar for no reason or right. not tossing the cheddar. <laughs> um, right. So I mean, I guess not to digress too far. I do like the sky judge idea. I do think it's a it's not a terrible idea to have someone off the field being able to see. I do agree that at the end of the day, it's still just another human. Um, but I like the sky judge idea. I do. Again, I'm just piggybacking. I'm, I have no original ideas here, but I like what Pereira said about how you know there's a lot of refs in the NFL. If you think about it, if there's 17 games in a week with no buys, that's seven NFL referees per game. So seven times 17. I'm not going to do the math on that. It's over. Is that 100 over 100? it's not it's not quite there it's a lot of refs regardless you know it's a lot of bodies so i don't think every ref will ever be full-time but what Pereira said was have the 17 head judges per game be full-time and then have them i don't know if he was suggesting they like live in a commune where they all go back to the same place at night or during the week and they sleep together and they meet together and you know they're kind of always on the same page 24 7 so i mean that's an interesting idea from a guy who used to be in that world a lot um another thing he what the hell did he say i wrote it down uh, i can't read your handwriting <laughs> it's typing um I, I i think one one of the thing Pereira said is just that um you know the quality of rest isn't there so even if we added like so Pereira does like the sky judge but he said even if they added a sky judge today i mean to your i get back to your point there's no guarantee that the ref would be any better than the seven we have on the field now so i mean it's a it's a difficult situation um the only other thing the only other notes i have written down here is how do you feel about the penalties that are automatic first downs and should they exist if they do i mean we know they do i should say but should they exist or should it just be pure yardage i think it depends on the uh the penalty i mean obviously like roughing the passer defensive pass interference i think that those ones are pretty fair as they are but if it's like a uh those hands to the face i think is one yep hands to the face i don't know what it's been on the vikings but i mean i remember you commented on it i don't know if it was defensive holding or what it was but they're like five yard penalties that are also automatic yeah, first down yeah and those ones i think are silly right i mean because i guess so i mean roughing the passer itself is a 15 yard penalty and like dpi is a spot foul so i guess to me if you're interfering with the catcher and it's less than what the first down would be I mean, does it need to be an automatic first down? Were they, you could make the argument they weren't going to get it anyways. Although, who knows if he, the guy catches the ball. But I don't know. It's just interesting. We've kind of seen that. We've, we've gone back and forth a little bit about that. And then, so this is a this is a Billy B idea. So you know it should be quality. But I agree 100%. Let's do it, Billy. I, pretty much all the, what he's been, he's been saying this for a long time. It's just that anything should be challengeable. So, you know, it's like some things are challengeable. Some things are not. Uh, of course, the teams only get two challenges a game. Three if they win the first two. But he's, you know, his point has always been, why are some things reviewable and some things not? You know, it should be able to challenge anything on the field, whether it's a ref's call with a spot of the ball, you know, things like that. What, what do you think about that? Because right now, only like scoring plays, turnovers, and now pass interference are reviewable. Why, why can't other things be reviewable? Or why shouldn't they be, I guess? Or what's I think your it's opinion? just a time thing. Yeah, it would take forever if everything was reviewable. And, and well, I guess I should, I should say everything is challengeable yeah everything is challengeable and, and and yeah it wouldn't it would require them to throw the flag um but then you're getting into the whole let's just hope situation end of the game or near the end of the game um and then even now they're t- commenting about coaches being afraid to toss a challenge flag just because um nothing's been overturned yet because specifically for the past interference, for the past interference yeah, yeah because nothing's been egregious even though you could clearly see in some of those replays that it was egregious <laughs> sure so it's it's another subjective call 
Right. Yeah, the refs are probably sitting there thinking back to their uh, peewee days. I could have caught it. Yeah, that brought me back to the thought I was trying to come up with, and I just passed over it. But that's what Pereira said. The easiest fix for the situation right now is take out the wording of clear and obvious. And then it's just more of a, is the guy there early or not? It would be much more, you know, yes or no versus the subjectivity of, well, I don't know. I mean, you could you could try and cross hairs with him being there a split second early, like if you slow it down versus a bang-bang play. But if you Pereira says, if you just take out that clear and obvious wording, specifically on the pass interference, it should clear things up and make things more reversible or whatever but so i think that's interesting i don't do you have any other any other thoughts on refs or possible solutions nope i'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it oh are you sure a little sure did did you happen to read my notes yep all right so that's all we got that was our news slash fan interaction slash discussion questions section Uh, we are moving on now to the week six home results and i know i went first last week josh so please i'll let you go first this week well green bay won 23 22 not bad. Maybe some question calls, I guess. Maybe? No. Um, I'll read through my notes. I said it was a super clean and fair game. All caps, you wrote that in. Yep. Nope, just to get it out there. Um, but honestly, Jamal Williams, his return was nice. He had over 100 yards, um, a couple touchdowns. Uh, Green Bay wideouts were atrocious. And then we lost Geronimo Allison as well. Um, that Shepard or whatever, number 10. I don't even want to know his name punt returner oh yeah i don't know his yeah, name either. Yeah. i mm, he's still on the team mm. um but uh overall I mean, aaron jones dropped a wide open touchdown when he did him he did but he scored four touchdowns the week before so he has a little bit of forgiveness it's more about and what he fumbled you done for me so lately yeah, josh well um but then he also heard you talking about how your fantasy team needed him to do bad so that's you're that welcome up, right um, i mean he didn't do great kenny galladay still got me the loss yeah that's though. true um Detroit was robbed, but they also didn't capitalize in the red zone. So everybody seems to be talking about the penalties and and how they were, you know, bad calls. Um, and I see in your notes here that I'll let you read through them. I won't steal your thunder, but um, they were. I, I will say that they were robbed on uh, a few calls, but they they were in the red zone four times and kicked four field goals or something. So um, I, I, it's you know, at, in the end of the day, it's not three plays that decides the entire game. Right. So, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, are you, are you, are you happy with your team's performance? I mean, I mean they won the game, of course. They definitely, but. yeah, they won the game and they, they definitely, I was not happy with the wide receivers. I was happy with the run game. Um, with, um, like I said, Jamal Williams return, Aaron Rodgers had some absolute dimes, um, that were either dropped Jimmy Graham or, um, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. But then he also, um, he, I thought he did well, you know, he, was smart with the ball the only interception came off of his only two interceptions this year came off of passes that could have been caught one was a defensive pass interference that wasn't called and then the other one was uh the one where Shepard slipped and let it bounce off his head like a doom doom exactly (laughs) that's one of my favorite gifts uh, of all time Um, it's fun to see uh video of Bradley playing football isn't it uh yeah so I mean I so I that segment was brought to you by white claw because Ooh. when the refs are here there are no laws ain't no laws so i will so i guess i haven't discussed it yet on on the air but the first thing i think i prefaced at the game is i always think that the 
the Lions, specifically in this situation, should have played better to be able to lose to refing. Um, I mean, most of the time when I say things like that, it's like one bad call at the end of the game that kind of screws you. This was, I'll get into it, but it was kind of like a series of four calls that were kind of questionable. And one of them, no one really talks about. There's obviously the two big ones, and then there's a third, you know, less, and then there's the, the you know, the fourth one, like I said, no one talks about. But the, it was just kind of the timeline of the fourth quarter. Um, so I guess I don't remember exactly how the fourth quarter started, but about 10 minutes left, there was that phantom hands to the face. Um, it would have been a sack on third down, so the Lions would have got a stop while they are leading. And so I guess the NFL has come out and said, I probably, you know, referencing the same clip that you showed me. I mean, eventually, I don't even know the defensive end's name, but his hand gets, like, against the cheek of um, David Bakhtiari. So that happens, even though David Bakhtiari also touched the other guy's face. But whatever. Um, the second one was the Lazard uh, touchdown to the sideline. So Lazard... Aaron Rodgers threw the one to him and I think he dropped it or it got broken up either way then Aaron Rodgers it looks like they went to the back to the exact same play or at least the exact same route for Lazard and Lazard caught it right at the sideline touchdown except if you go back and look at the replay Lazard was down way not way before the goal line it was probably like maybe a foot but he was still down so that would have changed the game at least for the timing was he touched though because I know I know I saw that okay yeah are you sure he was touched do you have picks can I see it I, I don't have picks ready for you Josh you got me um, but yeah, so anyway, so that's, I mean, no one really talked about that. They confirmed the score and moved on, but I thought that was an interesting refing thing. And then there was the defensive, the no call defensive pass interference when the, the lions had the ball and they were trying to, you know, just maintain, cause they still had the lead at that point, I think. Um, so, I mean, I guess Josh, did you, I mean, you said that was kind of a weak call, but do you, have you had any other thoughts on it since then that no call DPI when the, I still Packers... think it would be a weak call. So there's, sure. there, there's been plays in the NFL this, this year that have not been called that have been a lot more egregious than that. Um, True. I'm just, I mean, yeah, he had his arm across the chest, but every defender does that. And it's not that he was taking him down to the ground. He was jumping backwards as well, trying to make the catch over his head. And so his own momentum was bringing him back too. So you can never, I mean, that, I think that was a good call a good, no call. Sure. Obviously nobody else does because everybody's talking about it on, uh, um, as far as the game, as far as the ESPN post game goes, they were ripping it. Um, but at the same time, they apparently didn't watch the the Philly Packers game the week before because there was a play where wide receiver got basically punched in the jaw, and <laughs> he did not get punched in the jaw. He took his fist, put on brass knuckles, and punched him in the jaw. You're right. You, that's how I remember. Um, it. Sorry. But no, he. It was clear pass interference, yeah. um, and and we challenged it, and it didn't get overturned. So sure. Um, and so. Th- if that doesn't get overturned, then this wouldn't get overturned. Right. Yeah. I mean, Patricia, uh, Patricia did not even bother to challenge it. So that was that was the end of the – I think that was the Lions on third down. So that was the end of their series. I guess the only other thought I have on that one specifically is if that's a no call, the hands to the face should have been a no call. Again, it wasn't egregious. So if they're both weak calls, you know, I, it didn't seem like they were calling it straight. Um, and then the last one was just the Packers were trying to run off the clock. And that one – even the NFL um, officiants came out and said, like, yeah, that one shouldn't have been a call and we'll let the the lions know the lions are like well fuck you guy that helps us in no way yeah no and and i think i mean we were texting back and forth throughout that game and the only one that i mean the lazard down before the goal line obviously that one should have been reviewed um and and so i don't even know did they review carry on johnson's touchdown run they, well, I mean, all scoring plays are reviewed, right? right? And Which, it was the same situation. It was super quick, right? And the one view, it looks like he was a yard short or a foot short too. So, right. um, I, I don't know. I don't know if that referee was sitting there like 
he forgot Pepto-Bismol and he had some extra like hot dog. Let's get this game over yeah. with. Come on. Had, had an extra hot dog with chili on it and he just needed to leave. Ooh. But th- it seemed like nothing was reviewed. Um, I do not. I, I mean, I th- and we were texting back and forth. That DPI, yeah, it could have gone either way. I would have been pissed if it was called because it wasn't as egregious. Sure. And I don't think the hands to the face should have been called either. Both of them. Right. So they were, um, yeah, it was just, it was poor officiating. And, and even, I, I mean, I'm happy it's a win for the Packers. Of course. But at the and same I would be too if it were the Vikings. They'd be like, well, that's the way she goes. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly it. That's the way she goes. But at the same time, I, I remember the fail Mary. <laughs> You still hold on to that, do you? I remember the fail Mary, <laughs> so I know I know a little bit about how the Lions feel and and all that jazz. Yeah, I mean it's not great. At the end of the day, you know, it wasn't one. It wasn't just one call, like you said. The Lions only had one touchdown and what five field goals, so they should have capitalized more when they had the chance. Ultimately, they lose, and uh, we'll see if that really you know fires them up for the Vikings this week, or if they just kind of sit down and we can walk over them, which is the which is what I prefer. But we'll see. Um, any other thoughts on the Packers game, Josh? no go pack go go pack go all right vikings game so I, i'm gonna try and be brief because i know i've taken a lot of time the last couple weeks but ultimately uh, i thought we beat we won 38 20 or 20 i think it's 20 or 24 i don't know but we won um we beat a talented team i think the eagles are a well-coached team overall i think the eagles are a better team than the vikings despite kind of what we saw on the field on sunday um, but we you know we showed up and we beat them at home uh, in a comfortable setting at noon. So I'll take it. Um, you know, I, it's not, it wasn't a perfect game by us, but you know, the Vikings scored on their first four possessions. I think we had racked up 24 points in our first four possessions. And then, you know, we kind of, if you watch the game, we kind of lost our momentum in the middle at the end of this, at the end of the second quarter, beginning of third, that's when the Eagles scored their whatever, 17 points to come back at one point, the game was 24, 20. And then the Vikings just kind of stepped on the gas again. Um, defense started playing lights out. The Eagles did not score on their final four possessions and the Vikings ended up putting up 14 more points between i don't don't know when it was but in the second half of the game so you know we started well and we finished well and that's really all you can ask for for your team and you know it's a good win um it was at home like i've said many many times it's a comfortable environment for us you know so going on the road this week will be a little more difficult but as far as the eagles game goes proud of that team we did good you have any thoughts on the game josh i honestly only watched the first half and then i went to the garage to work on things what yeah I mean, I watched the first half and I was like, Vikings got this. And then I went outside, mostly because my fantasy teams were getting killed. And so I was like, I need to go blow off steam and cut things. So I went out and made a workbench. So Josh, I know you're probably not one who would it would likely be to, to take advice from me, and I understand that. But my strategy for Sundays is I set my lineups. I always check them, you know, at Sunday morning, make sure everything's kosher, and then I don't check my fantasy again until the end of the three o'clock games, at the end or at the end of the noon games, the end of the three o'clock games, and then you know I mean, guess the Sunday night game you only have maybe two or three guys going, but. So that's my strategy: is just never check it until the end of the whatever chunk of games is going on. I think that, that's great. You can do that. Me, I have it pulled up, and I don't have my phone. I don't let it go dim, so I can read each and every yard my team gains or doesn't gain. And when I get vultured, I get pissed. I write emails, and then I say I could coach better than that. Then I think, what would I do in Madden? Oh yeah, I'd throw to Josh Gordon. 
Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's your strategy for life, you go for it. I think it sounds like a little more of the stressful path, but if that's what makes you happy, Josh, I'm not here to turn you down. Um, so you, you had no other thoughts in that game. So now we're going to move on, Josh. We'll move on to the um, other, what is it, other week six watchable moments. Um, beautiful segment name we have there as well. So refs, we already talked about the refs in length. I think the only other thing we didn't talk about was the Dallas um, Jets game. There's some questionable calls in there, but we've already put that through the ringer, so we'll stop talking about the refs. Josh, did you catch any of the Houston-KC game by chance? Nope, just just the highlights or the lowlights of some of those calls. Um, I know Tyreek Hill was back, and he put up – he put up a show, I guess, and oh, yeah. and so yeah, no, he Dude had a, out. yeah, he had a great view of his own game from my bench in one league, so that's great. <laughs> you didn't you didn't feel strong enough to play him? Um, no, not really. Okay, uh, and and so and Devonte Adams was out as well, and so yeah, I've started Josh Gordon and got one point because you know he got hurt. I thought Josh Gordon was elite, Josh. You for did you not all... see that tackle? They're gonna move <laughs> him to corner. Did he get? A, did he have a tackle on a date? Brady threw a pick or what? I, I know nothing Brady, about that game. Of course, that saggy, bald old man threw a pick. Whoa, you're coming in hot at the TB12 guy. And not the good one. The mediocre TB12. Everyone knows Terry Bradshaw is the better TB12. But, anyways. All right, so Houston Casey was an exciting game. Uh, Casey loses yet again. The only other note I wrote is something we kind of discussed preseason was that I, I personally thought that Casey and, and the Rams were going to get figured out. Um, defenses were going to kind of figure out their offense. It doesn't help that looks like Mahomes is nursing some sort of ankle injury after a big hit in the indie game so he's not 100% but Houston upsets KC um, Atlanta Arizona that's not a very exciting game for most people except unless you were a believer in Atlanta um, and I just wrote that I think the aired out defense in Arizona seems to be clicking I think the two teams they've beat are I don't even know what the other one was but um, their other I don't know it just seems like they're figuring out and Atlanta sucks um, San Fran upset the Rams so that was exciting. Pittsburgh at Los Angeles. Woof. What happened to my bolts, Josh? Do you know anything about what's going on down there that I don't? Well, I think uh, Philip Rivers' kids are starting to play on the team. And so... <laughs> are they all the O-linemen? Yeah. No. Um, woof, indeed. Do you know who the Pittsburgh quarterback was? Dalvin Hodges, a.k.a. Ducky Hodges. Yeah. Do you know when he was drafted? Oh, he wasn't drafted, was he? Wasn't even signed as a UDFA right after the draft. He's undefeated. He is undefeated, and it looks like Mason Rudolph's going to play, so he might go down to history as one of the few undefeated quarterbacks in their career. Absolutely. Also, world champion duck caller. So, I mean, this guy's got it all working out for him. Absolutely. All right, Josh. So the last thing. So this is going to be a brief discussion question, but I'm just curious on your opinion. Which is, and I stole this from Reddit. Which is more impressive to you, the Saints being four and zero with Teddy B, or the Panthers being four and zero with Kyle Allen? And I have who they played. If you're interested in hearing that for to form your yep, opinion, no, but. no, give me who they played. Even though I think it's gonna, it's not gonna change much. Okay, so Carolina four and zero with no Cam. They beat Arizona thirty eight to twenty. Houston sixteen to ten. Jacksonville thirty four to twenty seven. And Tampa Bay thirty seven to twenty six. And then the Saints four and zero with no Breeze. They have beat Seattle thirty three to twenty seven. Dallas twelve to ten, Tampa Bay thirty-one to twenty-four, and Jacksonville thirteen to six. So both teams have beat Jacksonville and arguably good teams with Houston and Seattle, respectively. Yeah, no, I honestly, I, I'm going to have to give the edge to Kyle Allen and the Panthers. 
mostly because I think that the Saints defense is a little bit better than Panthers at this moment. Hmm. Um, and then, but then also, um, Kyle Allen is a rookie, I believe. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's we why we right. both know Teddy Bridgewater, and it's not right. because we're both from Minnesota. Um, but he was—he's had starter experience. He has more weapons around him. Um, well, I guess, kind of. I mean, Christian McCaffrey weapon. is a weapon, right? Um, and so, I—I'm going to give him the edge, but it's still impressive um, for for Teddy B to be four zero as well. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think Kyle uh, to give the edge to Kyle Allen, I think, is the fair thing to do. I disagree. I think the Panthers' defense is better than the Saints, but they're pretty similar either way. Um, and I think the better feel-good story is probably Teddy B, just because obviously the gruesome leg injury, the fucking NFL will not, or anyone commentating the games will not let us forget about it. So it's kind of running its course, but it's still cool that the guy's out there. He's four and zero. I do, th- I do agree that the Saints' offense was better, so Teddy B is just kind of plug and play. But they're both really cool stories, and I'm glad to get your opinion on that. All right, Josh. Let's go ahead and uh, preview week seven here. Um, who do the pack play? Uh, they play Oakland. Yeah. Who do the Vikings play? <laughs> do you have any thoughts on the Green Bay um, Oakland game? I mean, I think that, you know, I, I looked and they're only four and a half point favorites. And at first I was offended. Um, and then, you know, Green Bay still has some things to figure out. Um, we, we're still unsure on Devonte Adams. It sounds like he's still questionable. Um, and, and we saw what happened without him. And now it's probably it's unlikely we see Geronimo Allison, um, but uh, Oakland Oakland doesn't have a, a top wideout at this point. It sounds like, um, but they have Darren Waller, who is um, light years better than uh, Jimmy Graham right now, um, and then the rookie RB, which means that they have less tape to study. Um, tendencies are harder to find, and so it might be a little bit tough, especially with the poor run defense they've had so far this year. Um, and then also they're coming off of a bye. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, what's my note here? I got to remember what I wrote. I think um, you said go, Pat, go. I, that's exactly what I said, quote for quote. No, I said this is a this is a more interesting game than it once was, of course, with the Raiders going into London and beating the Bears, I think, which was an upset for a lot of people, despite Chase Daniel being their quarterback, and then having the bye. This game is pretty interesting to me. You know, I've you know, it's no secret. I'm a big fan of John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders. Um, you know, if this game wasn't in Lambeau, I would be very tempted to put um, Oakland in as my upset pick just again because i am for whatever reason i have an affinity for john Gruden and the raiders but i i hope it's an exciting game and i don't if it's another noon game obviously i won't get to catch it because i'll be watching the vikes i'm pretty it sure is. the vikes play at noon but uh, you know i'm excited for that game and hopefully it's a good one and uh, i'm sure you're pulling for the pack and i'm pulling for the raiders but we'll uh, we'll see what uh, john gruden can uh, whip up to try and defeat the pack any other thoughts on that game coming up josh no no i, I think i spoke about it oh i have my what was that josh don't worry about it it's not an advertisement for a game on my phone josh we're podcasting i have adhd it's a mental disorder that affects my attention span please do not harass me have you ever harassed anyone else josh never oh okay well you're right i'm sorry um dumbass moving on to the vikings preview again i'll try and be brief because i've been taking a lot but a lot of time this last couple weeks but you know we got a tough matchup divisional game here uh detroit's been looking really good this year kind of despite their two two and one record 
Um, I think that our, you know, I, this, I think this is every NFL team strategy, so it's pretty generalistic and not very unique. But you know, the Vikings get up early and then able to play good defense. I like, I like our chances. However, not quite. I don't want to. I mean, if that's how we have to win the game, that's how we win the game. But I don't want to see as quite as much as the high flying offense we were against Philly because I think. Despite what many people might think, I think Stafford is more dangerous with the ball than Carson Wentz. Um, so, you know, whatever we have to do to run the ball, control the clock, you know, I wouldn't, in my world, if we could have 50 minutes of time of possession and they only have 10, that's how we're going to win this game because Stafford is a baller. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, um, uh, on Johnson. Sorry, I forgot his name. TJ Hawkinson. They got a lot of weapons on that offense. So I'm hoping we can keep the ball away from them. I think that's our best way to win. The other note I had is that, you know, despite losing two road games from moving here forward, I think the Vikes have a good chance to kind of build their success and confidence through iterations. So we, we won on the road in uh, New York. We beat the Giants just to kind of prove we can win a road game actually this season. Came home, beat a team with a winning record, a team that is a Super Bowl favorite for a lot of people, beat the Eagles. So that's good. Now we're going to have to go on the road again in a more hostile environment than New York, try and win there. Um, so we can say that Kirk Cousins can actually beat, you know, good teams. Then we have a primetime game, which is the other knock that we can't win those. But guess what? Our Thursday night game's against the fucking Redskins. So if we can't win that, woof. Um, then we have a real test at KC. Probably going to lose that one unless Mahomes continues to regress. But um, And then primetime again against Dallas. So... You know things are things are looking up for us. As long as we can just keep chunking away, I think we will be able to um, go against a lot of the uh, the haters this year, so to speak. So wow, if anybody listens to these podcasts back to back, they'd think that you have bipolar disorder. That's well, not not, not <laughs> last week, but two after the Chicago game. Whew. And again, I'm saying we have a chance to build our success and right. confidence. Right. I wasn't necessarily listening either, so. You want to fight, Josh? Kinda. Not you, though. Give me attention. Okay. I need it. All right. Do you want to hear my thoughts on this game? I do. Please. Vikings are going to lose because... Oh, I didn't... Team has a bunch of losers in Minnesota. There we go. Uh, no, I mean, Cousins on the road versus a division opponent. And they're 0-2 at division opponents. So, I mean... I'm trying to read my choppy notes here. Um, but you definitely did not take hastily right before the podcast sh- began. They're I said on, definitely not. They're 0-2 on the road. Um, granted, uh, 0-2 played, on the road in divisional games. In, in divisional okay. games. Granted, they're playing teams that are much, 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 much better than them um, with superior quarterbacks. Chase Daniel, future Hall of Famer. Um, Aaron Rodgers, maybe a first-round ballot Hall of Famer. Um, if he's lucky. But, uh, no, they're 0-2 at division opponent games. I believe they were both noon games, so it's not like you can use the whole primetime thing. So this is just another one of those tests. Um, so And not all the blame in those games can be put on Cousins. Uh, the defense was shredded by Chase Steele-Yogorl Daniel, and Green Bay put up 21 before Zimmer could even turn red. Because I don't <laughs> know if you noticed, he turns red a lot. That's, that's kind of his signature thing. He turns red like a strawberry. A strawberry. <laughs> yeah, I read about those in the library. Sick, dude yep um but uh so those two things you know you can't put on cousins cousins wasn't out there playing defense so defense needs to show up and like you said um i mean you talked about that as well i think it's going to be a tough matchup i don't know what's going to every i'm already hearing excuses on kfan i don't know if you're (laughs) listening to it at all lately I, i usually listen i guess i haven't heard any excuses but um during one of the segments that i caught today they were talking about how um, I think it was Mark Rosen was saying that 
his big concern is that the refs are going to try and gift Detroit penalties because of what happened in Green Bay. He's ah. like, I can, I've already seen those comments coming up, and I'm sure it'll happen, or I'm, I'm thinking it'll happen, and if it does happen, I really hope it doesn't. And and I was just like, oh god, if I have to, if they lose to Detroit on a call. I'm going to freaking lose it. So whatever. Um, but at the same time, I really hope Detroit doesn't lose because of bad officiating again. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be brutal. There's a, I'm going to digress just for a second, but there's a stat. If you saw the Reddit post, it's like the Packers are the number one in the NFL for a be- beneficiary penalty yardage. So like all the Packers opponents of the Packers ever. S- I saw that they're like right. 500 yards. Detroit's like 230. Yeah, Detroit was like in dead last for beneficial yards, and then Packers were number one. So, I mean, you could see where some of the bias might come from. I think that's just a coincidence, but well, it's, it's an interesting statistic. And, and I went to that site as well, and, and that's a little bit misleading because, well, Detroit's already had a bye. Green Bay hasn't, so there's going to be more yards there depending on it. Um, right. Net yards, it wasn't like there was a big difference between them. I did I sorted by stats. Right. Um, as far as penalties go, Green Bay hasn't been penalized a whole lot. Um, but a lot of those, the, the ones that they have, they have been penalized at home more than they have been on the road. And you'd think it would be vice versa. Um, and so it's, it's, that's a, that's a silly thing to bring up because they're not even the, no, they're, they are number one, but Indianapolis is like 40 yards behind them and they've had a buy already. So it's like Indy, you know, maybe Indy gets the most calls. It's whoever put that on there. It's stupid. I, mean, it's, I don't know if they're stupid. They're just pointing out facts. I don't think the person who posted, I don't think was like had an agenda. They're just like, hey, I know. here's facts. I just like to say people who are against Green Bay are stupid. Well, you got me there, Josh. All right. So assuming you have no other thoughts, we'll move on to the other week seven tingles and jingles. And I'll just kind of fly through this unless you have any thoughts on the game, Josh. But I'm None. Say, I'm, I'm only going to watch. I'm only going to watch the game that shows up on my TV, which is probably the Vikings. I'm gonna say I don't think it's good. Why don't you just stream through I the will. internet? I did. Okay. I did whatever week it was where I couldn't get it on our TV. So. Okay. So, anyways, I personally, Garlic Johnson, I'm excited about the Houston Indy game. Um, that's a divisional matchup. Arizona Giants, I'm excited for that one. Um, New Orleans Chicago, I'm excited for that one. Baltimore Seattle should be a good game. And then Philly Dallas Sunday night, I'm really looking forward to that one as well. That one could be fun. One could be fun indeed, Josh. All right, we will move on to... Got to make sure this isn't too loud. We're going to move on to locks and upsets. All right, Josh, locks and upsets. We have Batman. Jalen Swanson, who's still fucking perfect on the year. Perfect 18. He takes softballs. Well, he does. I mean, that's kind of the strat at this point. He's trying to win $140. Most of us are taking softballs, I think. Um, oh, no. Okay, what's your lock this week? San Fran over Washington. That's on the softball. Nope. And Detroit <laughs> over Minnesota, where it's currently a one-point difference, is not a softball? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, Josh. Well, I'm thank glad. you for reading my picks. What do you think? Oh, San Fran <laughs> over Washington, is that a softball? I mean, I picked it first. I, know, I didn't say I, I, I didn't say I didn't pick softballs. I didn't call out Jalen for picking softballs. I did because Jalen is short. <laughs> he is he is very short. Uh, he's a very short man. But yeah. So anyways, Jalen is perfect at eighteen t. The only team with fifteen point three behind him. I lost a point last week, so me, Kyle, and Brad are down to fourteen. Jordan, I'm losing to Brad. 
Jordan, Brian, uh, Josh, and Nikita all have 13. So within five points, you are losing to Brad. Jesse and um, Walters are at 12. Eric's nine. Aaron, eight. And Derek down with the walking tacos in last place. Um, so, yeah, this week I have San Fran over Washington and Philly over Dallas because, again, Doug Peterson, despite if he would have walked, walked it back or not, he guaranteed a win Sunday night. So I can't walk away from that moxie. Um, Eric's also has San Fran over Washington, and then he has the Chargers over Tennessee as his upset. I wanted to pick that as my upset, but I already had the Chargers last week um, in a lock against Pittsburgh, which didn't fucking happen, which is cool, But uh, so I couldn't pick them again, so I like that pick. Eric's. Nikita has Buffalo over Miami. That's, uh, that's a nice lock. I considered that one myself. And then she also has the Chargers over Tennessee as her upset. Um, where's uh, where's my mouse? There, there she is. Uh, Walters. We can start saying his name again. We haven't had complaints in the last couple weeks. Or the last... We didn't have complaints I this week. I don't want to hear his name. Well, too bad. Uh, he has Casey over Denver, which I think they're only three-point favorites, which is kind of crazy. And then he has Chargers over Tennessee as well as his upset... I think Bradley really wanted to get his in. Um, so while I'm scrolling down here, Jordan, we heard his on the phone call. He's got San Fran over Washington and then Philly over Dallas. So me and Jordan, the exact same this week. Um, Jalen, the Mr. Perfect has Buffalo over Miami and then the Chargers over Tennessee, which I think it's definitely possible. The Chargers, the way they're playing this week, despite Ryan Tannehill being the starter in Tennessee, it is possible that that upset does not come to fruition. So Jalen might not be perfect after this week. We'll see. And Fitzmagic is starting for the Dolphins. So who knows? That might not be the lock we think it is. Brad really wanted me to say New England over the Jets was his lock and his upsets, the Chargers over Tennessee, like everybody else. Um, Brian Knup, his father, has San Fran over Washington and Houston over Indy. So Indy's actually favored in that game. It's a, it's a good upset. I thought about picking that one myself, but I didn't want to. Oh, I, again you can't go with the moxie uh we have one more celebrity shot this week jamie coming back actually got the locks and the upsets right this week she has seattle over baltimore as her lock and cincinnati over jacksonville as her upset josh do you have any i think she's crazy crazy no um seattle over baltimore is i mean baltimore has been playing decent i think that that's you know that's that's a risky pick, I guess. It's not a San Fran over Washington or a Buffalo over Miami. Um, and then Cincy over Jack- Cincinnati, they don't even know how to put their pants on right at this point. They're they're garbage. So, Josh, are you saying that Jacksonville is? I mean, I wouldn't call them the Stone Cold Lock of the Century of the Week, but I would say that they are Gardner Minshew-led Minus Jalen Ramsey. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, he hasn't played the last, like, four weeks anyways. That's true. No, I think Cincinnati is going to get blown out. Push the button again. Stone Cold Lock of the Century. All week. That's Jacksonville. <laughs> I wish I uh, I wish I was better at producing the show and being on top of things. Anyways, uh, any other thoughts on locks and upsets, Josh? Are you ups- How upset are you that you're losing to Brad? Seven. <laughs> Seven out of what? Seven. That's uh, that's pretty pissed. Is that's that seventy percent? Like, is that in the Kaya native scale again? Nope. What uh, what scale is that? Latvian. Eric's <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, Eric's did want me to mention he was uh very upset about the officiating because his upset was Detroit over Green Bay last week. So uh, he. You want a half point, bud? Too bad. 
<laughs> we only get half points with ties. Sorry, nerd. All right, we will move on. We will move on to Josh. What's our next segment? Shoot, I forgot to write it up. Um, hang on. I wrote it up for you, Josh. I know. <laughs> <coughs> Fantasy fun time, week seven. That one had a little more pizzazz than the previous few weeks. I like that one. We should, I might just... If you went to said week seven, I might have just clipped that and we'd use you that know, every you, week. You know, you mentioned that after the first time I sang, so I've been saying the week number every time now, just so you don't, uh, just just so so you don't clip, clip you. it. Yep. You, but wouldn't... In the, Fantasy fun time! In the spirit of Josh being a Week bum, seven. Don't you think you'd want me to clip it so you don't have to say it every week? Nope. I like to... I like to come up with new things. It, it reflects my mood at the time. All right. Well, Josh, we always start our fantasy fun time with a grain of salt, and I'm pretty sure I've gone first every week, so I'm going to make you go first I went this one week. and four this week. I am now currently sitting at 60% win percentage. Yeah, one and four, guard. Don't don't rub it in. Whew, one and four, Josh. What, what happened? I happened. Just a bad fantasy football yeah, manager? Yeah, just a bad week. Just can't put it together, huh? Don't worry, buddy. You'll put it together. Things maybe. will turn around. I'm going to win the next six weeks in all my leagues. Calling it now. That's my that's my uh, <laughs> fantasy my bold. fantasy bold prediction of the week. I'm going to go undefeated in all five leagues from here on out. Uh, pretty impressive. Uh, my grain of salt. Um, I went five and three last week. My overall record on the year is just barely positive. Twenty six and twenty two for a fifty four point one seven win percentage. Um, so it's pretty pretty average. Uh, could be better. Josh, do you want to uh, you want to talk about the top performers of the week? Yeah, um, top performers of the week. We had quarterback Matt Ryan with thirty point nine. Lamar Jackson with 30.6 and Deshaun Watson with 29.4. James Conner pulled up a massive 30.9. Um, Chubb got everybody Chubb with 28.9 and David Johnson put up 28.2. Wide receivers, Stefan Diggs, um, he doubled his point total for the season with 43.5. McLaurin, that's right, McLaurin, 26. And then Chris Godwin, 25.1. Tight end, Hunter, one knee Henry, put up 30. Austin Hooper, 25.3. And George Kitty Litter Kittle with 18.3. You have an absolutely breathtaking hiney. Thanks, Mr. Burgundy. Some would say those are some nice tight ends, Josh. Yep. Um, But we won't say who would say that because of copyright infringement. That's right. We don't, uh, you know, that's why we use a different clip, Josh. You can't accuse us of stealing, even though we completely stole that bit. Don't worry about it. Studs and duds, who you got? Who'd you have? Well, I had Kirk Cousins, who, like Brian Knopp, so, f- you know, so eloquently put it, I was correct because I'm a stud myself. Kirk Cousins was projected 13.6. I actually got 27.3 for a positive 13.7 for me. However, Kind of fucked myself. So Todd Gurley was originally my dud. Um, He didn't play. So I was like, I noticed that going into the Sunday night game, because I started updating this after the 3 o'clock game. I was like, oh, fuck, all right, I should probably put in a new dud. Um, I shouldn't have done that. I should have just left it blank and not had any points on the week for the dud. Um, I put in James Conner as my dud. I was like, all right, well, the Chargers are probably going to stomp this Pittsburgh team. Nope. James Conner was projected 15.1. I actually got 30.9. So that's a negative 15 there. I went negative 2 on the week. This game's stupid. Yeah, well, you know, I had Gerald Everett, who 
He got 2.9 points, um, which means he's not going to hit that eight point projected. Um, so he was negative five. And then my, my, my genius reverse <laughs> psychomology plan for Aaron Rodgers to do, I have him as my dud. So if he was a dud, you know, yeah, I got points. Um, but in reality, I wanted the opposite to happen to where he was a stud. Um, because then that means that the Packers just blew him out. It didn't work technically because he got 18.3 he was projected 18.2 for a negative 0.1 i finished with negative 5.2 brutal all right uh eric said chris carson who was a stud austin eckler who was also um a dud i was gonna say also a stud but so both picks went eric's way eric's had 19 points on the week that is good for still last overall significantly his best week uh, Nikita had Adam Thielen as a stud, 17.7, um, which was four points over his projected. Um, and then DeAndre Hopkins as a dud, which um, he put up 16.5, which was just under one point um, for that for a total of 4.9 on the week. So Walmers, he had Larry Fitz as a stud, was not studly, uh, didn't get his projection by less than 0.7. And he had Jordan Howard as a dud. He was pretty dudley. 11.3 the projection, 4.9 the actual. That's a positive 6.4. Overall, uh, Walters was 5.7 on the week. Jammer had Mark Ingram as a stud. Um, Jammer only put up 15.6 or 15.4, which was 0.6 under That's his Mr. projection. That's Mr. Morissette to you. Uh, Mr. Morissette had Nick Chubb as his dud, and he put up 28.9. So the man who said, yeah, this is easy, he finished with a negative 9.4. I don't think he ever said, yeah, this is easy. Well, you made it sound like it. Well, I mean, he did come in and drop a 22 bomber on us last week because it's his first time sure did but yeah. however i will point out he didn't even participate this week so the guy has one bad week and he walks away well let's be honest jamie's the brains of that operation well yeah jammer more set is a schlub compared to on jamie hammer i don't know i, no, I, I have nothing know. cool to say there damn it all right so who do you got for week seven sir well josh i really like darius slayton which is a guy most people listening to this podcast won't even fucking know he's a wide receiver for the giants um he came up with daniel jones they kind of have that hey we're not the starters kind of sync up um but we shower next to each other you know (laughs) well i mean they were probably running second team reps for most of the offseason together um so he's my stud for the week on the projection 10.4 and alvin kamara a little banged up um He's projected 17.9 against the stingy Chicago defense. Don't think he'll hit 17.9. So that's my dead. I went with Auden Tate as my stud, projected 11. For those of you who don't know, he is a wide receiver in Cincinnati. Um, They've been having to throw the ball a lot. Um, He had a dozen targets last week. A Um, dozen? And so I feel like he has a chance to uh, put up some points this week. Only projected 11, if but I didn't Josh, say Josh, they're playing the Jacksonville defense. Yeah. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Exactly. Without Jalen Ramsey now. Well, they haven't had Jalen Ramsey, and they've had points scored on him. So I'm thinking Auden Tate is going to score at least... 11 points and beat his projected wow. um my dud for the week michael thomas similar reason to you they're playing the stingy bears defense um he's projected 20.1 um do you have a backup plan in case kamara does not play i don't right now i do not okay just just curious yep no because i was thinking i'll be you know i th- i thought of putting michael thomas in my dud as well but then i thought well uh teddy b is not known for the deep ball we'll say that right um, so I think if the if the New Orleans Saints offense can get going here, Teddy B's known for his quick short passes. If Michael Thomas can catch you know, a couple slants and rip them off, 
that's 20 points easy. So I didn't want to put him in just because of Teddy's beat. I think so Teddy, you don't think that a check down to Alvin Kamara and him breaking it off is going to be 17 points? Well, Alvin Kamara is not going to break it off. Have you seen him? He has a nose ring, sir. He walks home from Saints Stadium because he can't afford a car. Well, I'm pretty sure this game's in Chicago, so... So it's going to be a long freaking walk. <laughs> it, will be, it will be a long walk. I have no idea where the game is either, but that felt that uh, helped my narrative better. Anyways, moving on. Eric's has Cole Beasley as a stud this week. That's a name we probably haven't heard in a long time. Projected 9.4. They just shipped away Zay Jones. So he's hoping that the, um, the Buffalo offense is going to get going against Miami. Not crazy to think. He's got David Johnson as his dud projected 18.9 against the Giants. Nikita has David Johnson, my lovely wife, uh, as her... David Johnson is your lovely wife? I wish. <laughs> no, uh, my my lovely wife, Nikita, has David Johnson as her stud, so a little bit of controversy there between her and Eric's. Hopefully they don't get into a fight because Eric's is a bartender, has a lot of glass bottles around, and Nikita is a feisty five foot two female. So Eric's, good luck. Um, but she also has Kamara as her dud. Um, similar reasons to you, I think. Um, she didn't tell me why um she just texted similar me. reasons to you she didn't tell me why i said i think um but then she also has cook um as her dud if kamara doesn't play she was smart and had a backup plan unlike you um as far as the cole beasley pick on eric's i will say um nikita was scrolling through and goes oh i need someone for my flex i'm gonna pick up cole beasley he's been doing well and so eric's if you guys do get into a fight, she might help you up from the ground after she takes you down. So, oof. All right. Well, uh, we will see. We will see. All right. Uh, next is Walters. He has DJ Chirk as his stud. I don't have his projection. I'm sure it's up there. Um, and then Michael Thomas as his dud, just like you, Josh, projected 20.1. So, guaranteed 40 bomber out of Michael Thomas. This I'm going to change my dud to uh, Patrick Mahomes. Any particular reason you're picking Mahomes? First name that came to my mind. Well, actually, I'm going to change it to DJ Chark. <laughs> Genius, Josh. I like your strats there. All right. So now I'm going to take this next one just because I got the text message myself. We have a, a newcomer to studs and duds, Josh. I don't know if you can read that name yet, but Brain? Mr. Brain Knup has joined us. Um, and he This is, might make my season. This might make your season. I, I like don't care. I could lose the rest of my fantasy games, but the fact that we have Brian Knup as a stud and dud picker. Thank you, sir. So he's got Tay Train um, as his stud. Only projected 5.3. I'm thinking he thinks that Tay Train's going to take some of the load from Kabara this week. Uh, even though it's against Chicago, I mean, 5.3 is a pretty fucking low projection. So even if his, you know, if he gets maybe five to seven more carries, three more receptions in the game, he should be able to hit 5.3. No probs. Um, and then Evan Ingram is his stud. Evan Ingram, we don't know if he's 100% yet. We still technically don't know if he's going to play, even though it looks like he will. He's a full participant in practice today. But Evan Ingram projected 15.4 is brian the brains dud jamie jammer jammer has devonta as her stud devonta freeman that is well she yeah, she only texted me freeman i assume devonta Josh freeman could have been uh so we're gonna go with devonta freeman um, and then her dud is Amari Cooper. We don't have projections on these because we're lazy pieces of crap. Well, I mean, we, she texted me them at the last second and I didn't have time. Yep, no, that's fine. 
No big deal. Um, but at the same time, Devonta Freeman is her stud. Amari Cooper's her dud. Honestly, I'm okay with her dud. Not so sure on her stud. I don't think Devonta is as good as people. I, I don't know why, but I've never really liked him. He, I mean, he's certainly been a, a hit and miss player. He's missed a lot of time due to injury. He's got Tevin Coleman gone this year. Um, Atlanta's playing Arizona, so I mean, I guess if you don't I have guess, faith yeah. in the Arizona defense, no, that's and that's okay. So that's not the worst pick in the world. But well, now again, I she could have said DJ Chark. I, I don't want to drag Jammer through the mud, but Josh. If we had to speculate, now this is what the media does, we speculate. If you had to speculate how much thought Jamie herself put into that, how much thought would you think? How much prep did I put into this week's podcast? Minimal. Less than minimal. Okay. I'm going to say less than less than minimal. Does Jamie, Did Jamie put in more or less thought than your beautiful, lovely, amazing wife, Nikita? Less. Wow. And Nikita just opened up her phone and picked a guy, right? No, she actually went through and looked at the matchups. Holy shit. My wife knows things. She's evolving. She's a... <laughs> she's no, evolving. no, no. Don't say that because then she won't need me anymore to reach things off the top shelf. Well, she's. I didn't say she's growing. I said she's evolving. <laughs> all right. So that's all our studs and duds, Josh. Do you want to... Where are you on the Excellent, leaderboard, Josh? Yeah. Um, Leaderboard-wise, I am not on the page, but now I am... Oh, me and Eric's are cuddling down there. I'm at negative 14.9. <laughs> He's at negative 24.8. Um, so there's 10 points separating us, and then there's 10 points between myself and Walters! <laughs> He's above you again. Thank you for joining us tonight, folks. The podcast is canceled. Podcast is canceled. I should just play the Play go to sleep. You don't get off that easy, Josh. I know. So studs and duds leaderboard. I'm up top. Should be way more, but James Conner fucked me. I got 37. Nikita's nipping at my... She was... I used to be the only positive team. Nikita's all the way up to 16 now, so she's about 20 points behind me. How are you the only positive team if she had five points? I just said I used to be the only positive team. Oh, but you used to all be tied. I mean, that's when when no one had any points. Exactly. I guess we were all tied for first at one point, Josh. Uh, but anyways, Walters has negative four. You have negative 14. And Eric's coming back. Used to be down at like negative 50. He's back to negative 20. Or he's up to negative 24 now. So that's our studs and duds leaderboard. Josh, what uh, what are we on to next? Bold predictions. Um, I said Jamie loses this week. <gasps> Fantasy-wise, Jamie loses. Wow. We'll um, get into that in just a moment. But wow, Jamie's going to lose, huh? Any particular reason why? Nope. All right. And then so my fantasy bold prediction. Uh, this one's more of a season-related one. I'm saying Kirk Cousins is going to end up as a tox, top six quarterback this season. I did not feel confident enough to say top five, so I put him in at the six bomber. I think Kirk Cousins finishes the season as a top six fantasy quarterback. I'm sorry. Um, what are you sorry about, Josh? I don't know. Just means he's going to be passing the ball a lot because you guys are behind. <laughs> I'll kill you. I'm just kidding. Uh, redraft week six results. Sounder. Oh, well, I mean, Josh, let's talk about the side bets. Um, you know, and let's that's what talk we're going to do. I know. I, Josh, I have to remember what button it is. It's true that every man has his price. And it's also true that money won is a lot sweeter than money earned. Now he's a philosophizer. 
Philosophizer indeed. Josh, talk about the side bet. Uh, this side bet winner was Derek with Like a Boss. Largest margin of victory. Derek had 115. Not a lot of the points. 115 is not a lot in our, get full, it? in our full PPR league. Well, he got it because Hammer put up 58.1 in a full PPR league. And just for clarification, we play, what, nine players? Yeah, I think so. Nine players? Stefan Diggs, one guy, if I remember correctly. Stefan Diggs is one human being. That is correct. Hammer didn't have him, but nope. Stefan Diggs by himself put up 43.5. Safety. 43.5. Hammer's entire team put up 58.1. That's uh, Congrats on the bye week, Derek. That's a bit of a woof at a hammer there. He, yep. uh, uh, closest games, I beat Brad by 4.7. Um, thank you, Carrion Johnson. Um, <laughs> biggest blowout, we already talked about it. Derek spanked Hammer and Jesse smacked Robin. That's uh, that's abuse. Yeah, Jesse, um, we had to put an honorable mention there because of the side bet, but yeah. Yeah. Um, brief walkthrough of all games uh, and then prediction outcomes. Uh, you had four right last week. I had five. That is correct. Should we move on to the week draft seven preview? <laughs> Why do you why do you always read those last two bullets next to each other like that? Why can't you just say brief walk through all the games and then just open ESPN and talk about the games? Open. <laughs> yeah. Well. So anyway, since I'm prepared, um, I lost to Willie one forty two to one thirty three. Willie had Russell Wilson put up twenty nine, and the Patriots defense put up twenty eight. Patriots defense are really breaking fantasy this year, so that's not cool. Um, Jamie remains undefeated, beat Brian 133.9 to 103. Jamie had Devonta Freeman score 26.8, so maybe that's where her stud pick's coming from. And then Brian had Deshaun Watson with 30, but that was not enough. Uh, Christian McCaffrey only put up 21 as well. Only 21. I beat Brad, as we talked about, with the closest match of the week with 106.1 to Brad's 101.4. Nick Chubb got me almost 29. Karrion Johnson, 14. And Mark Andrews, 14. Chris Carson gave Brad 26. Fournette gave him 18. And Michael Thomas gave him 17. Yeah, Marcus Mariota was Brad's quarterback. If Brad would have had a better... Josh, did you plant the Marcus Mariota thing two weeks ago so you could beat Brad this week? You know, I don't like to, uh, I don't like to brag, but yes, I did. Marcus Mariota has not ever done well. Hashtag long con right there, folks. Hashtag long con. I mean, it's like two weeks. Let's calm down with that emphasis on the long there, but... No, no, no. I planted (laughs) in his head like before the draft. I was like, you know what's really good? Pineapple on pizza. Do you know where pineapple comes from? Hawaii. Do you know who's from Hawaii? Marcus Mariota. (laughs) Ravioli, ravioli, give me the formula. My lovely wife... um, Despite, you know, she has Being many, lovely. many, 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 many positive qualities. She lost this week in fantasy. Uh, she put up 112.6 to Garrett's 133.4. Garrett had the dud, James Conner, with 31. Um, Terry McLaren uh, with 26. And Mike Evans with 20.5, 20.6. Um, um, Nikita had David Johnson with 28. Denver defense, who was just a fill-in because uh, Buffalo uh, was on a bye with 20. And then Dick Prescott with 18. Yeah, your uh, your wife lost. So just, I guess, we can start discussing when you're going to leave her. But, you know, three and three is just not going to cut. I probably won't because she cleans a lot. And <laughs> and, and that's not even that's not even a, a, a sexist joke. She cleans a lot and I'm messy. So that's like... 
being a guest in your house weekly can confirm tom um derek we, we mentioned him ago but we have to put some more emphasis on this some more salt in the wound for someone else derek beat hammer 115.3 to 58.1 derek one and five last place in the league however hammer also now one and five um, 12th place in the league technically Derek had Tyreek Hill he was confident enough to put him back in his lineup 25 points Tom Brady with 22 and Odell with 16 uh, Hammer had Kamara get banged up Jameis Winston with five turnovers and then his kicker was his third best player that's a woof of a week right there woof 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 um, next we have T oh yeah no that's fine I don't need to go again uh, we had T put up 84.4 beat Nate uh, 75.7 um nate's struggling a little bit this year but he's also out doing a lot of cool things that i wish i could be doing like fishing and uh, having fun um instead i gotta work and take care of dogs um where was i um t had adam thielen with 17.7 james white with 13 and a half and tyler Lockett with 13 nate had lamar jackson with almost half his points at 30 Kenyon drake at 13 and michael horsey run gallop at 8.8 um Take the last one, Josh. I wouldn't want to, you know, make you feel disgruntled. No, no, it's fine. You can go. No, no, you go. Please. How about we split it? (sighs) Okay. So they actually changed their team name, so it's throwing me off just a little bit. But Charkweek Jr. with 140 or with 136.3 beat. Girls Rule Robin with 82. (sighs) So Stills trying, a.k.a. Charkweek Jr. had Stefan Diggs with 43.5. Julio Jones with 18 and Allen or sorry, Aaron Rodgers with 18. Robin had Matt Ryan with 31. Alshon Jeffrey with 23 and Geronimo Allison with seven points. The tough week to be a pack. Well, not really. We won. <laughs> Any other thoughts on, uh, you know, that match are on the last week in the redraft league, Josh. Happy I won. Five and one, baby. Five and one. All right, Josh. Week seven. Who, uh, who Our side bet for this week is Mount Rushmore, the running back with the most rushing yards. Last year, Carryon Johnson won it. Any coincidence? You have him on your team, Josh? I planned ahead. Uh, did you? No. I don't plan. Um, week seven, I go up against the one in five Big Waller brand, aka Mr. Morissette. Um, I'm sitting at five and one. He's sitting at one five. The worst part about that is that there is a Mr. Morissette in this league, but it's still funny. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Hammer's projected one sixteen. Um, I'm projected one twenty three. Um, his his top perform or his top projected players are Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, Mari Cooper. Mine are Gardner Minshew, Devontae Adams, and Cooper Cup. So this this Mr. Big Wallerbrand guy currently um, the he's one in five. You're five and one, correct? So. Currently, you only have a 52% win probability. Everyone knows that ESPN gets everything right 100% of the time. So what do you do to yourself if you lose to the 1-in-5 Big Waller brand? Well, I don't know if you've seen our liquor cabinet, but I think I finish it. You finish the whole thing, huh? Yep. How many? If you had to guess the ounceage of drinks, that would be. What do you think? What's the maximum? I, don't, there's no, I mean, I don't think there's a maximum number of ounces you can drink. I mean, you tell me, Mr. Hosa seven you can drink seven ounces 
No. Um, I don't know. If I lose, I'll just say, well, it's because Nick Chubb's on a bye. Devontae Adams is 100% healthy. I, Cooper Cup has Jared Goff. Oh, I doing. hear the excuses coming up. There Eddie. they go. <laughs> yep. Um, but here's the thing. I'm not going to lose. Okay. So does that mean you're picking yourself this week? Absolutely. Hmm. What I so my the notes I wrote so I wanted to pick the matchups live but I wrote down Hammer has a lot of so a lot of Hammer's players are questionable this week. Um, jo, um what's his name? Josh Allen. Josh Allen would have to carry ha- Hammer's team hard to win this week. Um, Josh had plenty of great matchups, so you know what? I think I got to go with Josh on this one as well. As boring as it is, I know, I know it. All right, so next I got my matchup. I play Girls Rule Robin. Um, I'm projected 10 what's that 106 to Robin's 88. Um, you know what? I mean, we shit on Robin a lot, but uh, you know, I like I like my chances here. I think this game is going to be closer than I would like it to be playing a team that I kind of stereotype Robins to be. But you know what? Uh, very shockingly, uh, I like my team in this league despite me being 3 and 3 and I'm going to take myself in this one, Josh. Yeah, I mean, I think Robin's kind of cashed in. She has um, Juju in her lineup still, which is probably why she has such a low projection. Um, she still has Darius Geisson on her roster, who's on IR. Um, so either she's cashed in or uh, Derek has forgot to change her lineup um, How at this you? point. How dare um, you? And so, yeah, I'm going to go with you as well, just because you're a gracious co-host and I love you. <laughs> Did you hear it, folks? He loves me. All right, moving on. We got Jamie. The undefeated playing Brad. Currently, Jamie is projected to win 99.4 to Brad's 98.2. What? Why is the projection that close for the dominant squad Jamie has? Well, her workhorse, Christian McCaffrey, bye week. Is this Bradley's chance to upset the champ, Josh? Um, I would hope so because... Even though it's a one-point projection right now, he still has Marcus benched Mariota in his lineup. Um, so I'm thinking that that's going to change. Um, yeah, he's projected point one for some reason. Uh, I don't know if just ESPN because, thinks Tannehill's going to get benched. Yeah, but. Just because of that possibility, I'm guessing. Um, but no, I mean, I think Brad's going to win. I already said it in my bold prediction, Jamie loses, so I'm going to pick Brad. Um, but Naheem Hines and Giovanni Bernard are in your lineup, Jamie. Yikes. That's, that's a rough week. That's... Uh, Yep. No, and it's I mean, any if if Christian McCaffrey were playing, I would laugh Brad to prison because why not? Yeah. I just picked a place, Arkham. I don't know. The only thing I did note is that Brad has too many Saints on his team. Yes, He's playing Chicago this week. Nikita made the same comment because Nikita was trying to look for a player or look at matchups, and she's like, "Well, mine will just call Brad the Saints." I mean, this this he's done this before with the Broncos. That's true. Um, but he has Ted Ginn Jr., Michael Thomas, and Jared Cook, three receivers playing in the Chicago defense. Brad, th- this might be the only reason Brad loses because he's got too many fucking Saints on his team playing Chicago. And that, I don't know. What I mean, his bench yeah, no, looks if like. he loses, that'll be the reason why. But um, I don't know. I mean, on his bench, he has Drew Brees, who's another Saint, um, and then Sammy Watkins, who's out. So. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, so if Josh, I, were him, I would pick some up. I would pick some up over uh, someone up over Ted Jin. Pick some up. <laughs> I could. Picks, I picks can't. Hold, hold on, Josh. We got to play it. Oh my God! Why? Try it one more time. I was checking the uh, specs on the end line for the rotary girder. I'm retarded. 
what he said. Pick some up. Pick someone up and drop Ted Jinn. Um, just because why? I mean, Ted Ginn's in his lineup for a reason, Josh. Yeah. His reason is because he's two and four. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's the, that hurt me. So, Josh, make your final call. Are you taking Brad or Jamie in this one? I'm going to take Brad because I think he listens to the podcast again, gets rid of Mariota, puts in a competent quarterback this week, and gets rid of Ted Ginn Jr. and does work with one of the waiver wire players. Stone Cold Lock of the Week of the Century. You want me to play it? No. You have oh shit! Then I hit the wrong button. Heine. Well, this is my first time podcast. Stone Cold Lock of the Century. All week. That is a completely original bit, by the way. Never stole that from anyone ever. Nope. All right, Josh. We're moving on to Garrett and Brian. You uh, let's take you take the lead on this one, Josh. Yeah, hang on one second. Which team names are they? You know, Mac and Cheese, Skybusters. Yep. Well, I'm looking at it right now, and Skybusters currently is projected 117.4 to Garrett's 67.4, uh, or 67.6. Numbers are hard. Um, Garrett has one player advantage, no quarterback, um, <laughs> and so his only eight player advantage is Marlon Mack. Elijah Penny is in his lineup with 0.3 projected points and Greg Olson, who's on by. So that could change. Um, let's take a look at his, <laughs> let's take a look at his, uh, bench here. I'm not even going to look at it because Brian, I think you win this week. Good job. That's, uh, there's, so I think I'm pretty sure I've made this comment before. There's no fucking reason Garrett is foreign to, and Garrett doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, so I'm not afraid to tear into this man. This man is somehow miraculously winning games. He should not be winning. I don't get it. Ter- Garrett is a garbage team. He should not be foreign to. That's all I'll say. I'm taking Brian as well. All right, Josh. Um, the next matchup we have is Nate versus Nikita. So Nate is currently projected to win 118.2 to Team Mitchell's 112.9. Um, is, uh, is your wife going to go negative this week, Josh? I don't know. Look at the matchups here. I mean, oof. no, it's not too... It's not too favorable to Nikita. I think Nate is projected a little too high. He's got Saquon in there, who's projected like 22 points, which I think is ridiculous. Mine coming off that injury. Maybe he's 100%. I don't know, but I don't know, Josh. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that the only thing that uh, Nikita has got to bank on right now is Cole Beasley tearing it up um, against Miami. Um, And then also um, her kicker is got to step it up only getting four points a game but then latavius murray um he's projected 5.3 um if against chicago's defense it, we already talked about it being a, a tough defense but if kamara sits out or is limited because of his injury um i think and and he outscores that projection that that's going to be i think the maker break player right there what's your final take gold team rules or team mitchell I'm going to have to go with gold team rules because <gasps> because oh, last week I picked her and she lost. And so I'm going to see if I'm a curse. All right. Well, then, since that's your take, I just wanted to be different than you for this one, honestly, for no good reason. But I'm shocked you took Nate. So I'm taking Nikita. Let's go. Oh, Nikita. Right. Uh, we're at the Brother Bowl. Le'Veon Lavita Loca versus the Walking Tacos. Derek, you'd be better off putting a bunch of tacos out on the field because you are projected to lose 136.5 to 109.5. Your brother has a much better team than you, and he's going to win. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, we uh, you want to give their matchup the right, uh, right 
mm, analysis it deserves. But again, Willie's team is dominant in this league. Russell Wilson, Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook, Kenny Galladay, Austin Hooper, Aaron Jones. Patriots defense is the real, real hero of that team. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no way... There's no way Derek upsets his brother this week. So, you know, while we, I'd like to put in some good analysis, uh, Willie wins by a million. He has three players currently ranked number one in their position. Is that good? Is that a lot? Russell Wilson averaging 26 a game. Austin Hooper averaging 18 a game. And the Patriots defense averaging 20 points a game. That's a defense, folks. They're breaking, the, they're breaking fantasy this year. Yes. All right. Finally, we've got Chark Week Jr. versus Big League. Jesse is currently projected to win 111.1 to tease 107.9. Um, when I originally wrote this, it looks like Jesse has made some pickups, so those comments no longer stand. But Dallas Goddard is Jesse's starting tight end, so that's a bit of a woof. Um, he's got Stefan Diggs. We'll see if he can repeat. Aaron Oh, Rogers against Oakland safety. Mark Ingram's a stud against Seattle, though. I don't know how much they're going to be running. T has Jared Goff against Atlanta. Is that right? Is that Atlanta? Yep. Yep. So that should be a really good matchup for Goff. Uh, Melvin Gordon against Tennessee. Yeah. Tyler Lockett's a beast. Adam Thielen should be okay. Jason Witten, whatever. He's not bad. He's old. I'm not thrilled about the Seahawks defense, but they're at home, I guess. Ugh. I Do I have to pick between Jesse and T? Can I just say they both are mediocre? I don't know. They both lose? They both lose. Hmm. Just for the sake of fun, I'm going to go with T because I want to see them both at four and three. You want to see them both at four and three? Okay, Mark Ingram, Julio Jones. Ugh. These matchups are really throwing me. All right, I'm going to go with T as well. I think Goff, I think Goff has a has a blowout week here, and he outscores his projection. All so. right, Josh, do you have any other thoughts on Week Seven in the Redraft League? No, not really. I think it's going to be a great week for fantasy football. Love you all. Have a great night. Go to sleep six, Josh. Uh, so for or at Week Four, we had a game. So this is now our outro. You you gonna you gonna whip up a game for next week or no? I don't know because week in Week Four it was overreact. Uh, so I don't know what it would be in the middle of the season, but you know, I might be able to, I'm trying to think about what my schedule looks like at work. Um, I don't think I have anything on my calendar, so I might be able to get something done. Wow. That's uh, again, Josh, you know, this is kind of like a hobby at ours and you could work at it at uh, work on it at home and stuff. I have hobbies at home. This is a job. This is a job. Do you get paid to be on the podcast on the podcast? Kind of who pays you to be on the podcast? Well, Nikita gets her alone time, so she, you know, slips a couple of dollars my way because she doesn't like me. Happy wife, happy life. Happy life, you're right. Happy. I'm. What's I'm, in that uh, Arizona over don't there? Don't worry about what's in my can. The whole podcast brought to you by this. So we talked about not caring about how long we went, Josh. We're at an hour and a half right now. Good God. No wonder I'm tired and hungry and angry. But I wish I could go back in time and tell people to like listen to this in two chunks because I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to listen to this 90 minutes in a row. I wouldn't want to listen to us talk for 30 minutes. It's a miracle we have listeners. Um, speaking of our beautiful listeners, we'll thank Nikita, your lovely wife. We got Eric's Kesters out there, Ryan Thanks, Walters. lovely wife. I interrupted garlic for a reason. Love you. I'm going to come say goodnight now. Eric uh, Landvik, Jamie Morissette, uh, Jamie Hammer, actually, Levi Oki, Zatch Wells, Brian K. Noop, um, Andrew Morissette. That's the correct one. 
Bradley Knoop, Jesse Morissette, and Jordan Bates. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, we have an email, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com if you want to reach out. Facebook.com slash hoodpot. That's hoodpot. Jesus. Facebook.com slash hoodpod. Um, and then Anchor. Anchor.fm slash hoodpod. Or download the Anchor app and leave us a voicemail on there. And we'll probably play it next week. Um, I don't know. Give us something good. Don't have to, you know don't have to do anything crazy but give us something to talk about make some funny noises i don't care just you know any content that isn't just me and josh talking back and forth leave us a voicemail give us something um that's all i got folks thank you and have a great week